0: We continue talking about the laws of increase today on the weekly Kingdom Outlook. Let's get going. (music) Greetings, folks. Apostle Lewis here. So glad you're with me this week. just a reminder, you're going to probably see this on Wednesday, the 18th, the 20th through the 22nd here in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, Accessing Heavenly Realms with Todd Bentley and myself. Uh, two on Friday, three on Saturday, two on Sunday. It's free to register and show up, so come join us. we already got almost got 100 people registered for this. It's going to be a blowout event, and we are going to Every night service is going to be blowout. We're going to train during the day, teach during the day, and then minister at night. So come and learn, and then you can enter into the uh, heavenly realms with us in the evenings. We're going to teach you how to do those kind of things and some of the things that we've learned. So um, the JPEG uh, just showed you, so register. Go to thegatejacks.com to register. If you got the Gatejacks app, you can scroll down and you can register that way. All right. Hallelujah. Amen. Also on Tuesdays, Uh, This right now we're doing, I'm going to put this JPEG uh, because this week through the end of the year, you could still be a part of um, the school that we're doing Prepare the Way. Okay, There's the access code, get 40% off, Um, and you you could jump into this anytime. But uh, we got about another five classes for this session. Then we're gonna take a couple week break and come back in the end of March and do session two, session three, session four. So really excited about that. You can sign up for that as well. That has been going fantastic, better than I could have hoped for, and I'm really really enjoying it. So hey, let's get to the Word of God and let's talk about increase because whether or not it is increasing in material things or spiritual things. The um, the principles are going to remain the same. So in other words, if I want to increase, I talked about honor last week. Um, if I want to increase financially, I have to learn some things, and that one of those things is honor. Because if I honor the wealthy person, the way I talk to him, and then I can because I honor him because I listen to what he's saying and I and I respect the fact that this person has been able to amass wealth, then I can learn some things from him. If I think if I think the rich are evil and uh, God hates the rich. Then, and then you go, how come you're not increasing? Because you have actually denied money. Look, God doesn't hate the rich. God despises rich people who don't know him, don't live for him. Just like he despises poor people who don't know him, don't live for him. He doesn't, he doesn't take rejecting his son well. Okay. So whether you're rich or poor, remember in the kingdom, it's neither rich or poor, slave or free, male or female, um, Greek or Jew, we're all one in Christ. So really the thing is Christ and all those other things are secondary things in our lives. But God does want you to increase. It doesn't mean He wants everyone to be a multimillionaire. You know, I'm, I'm grateful that God gives me what I can handle, and I'm also grateful that God inspires me to handle more. Okay, so here's the deal: uh, I didn't grow up learning about money. Okay, my father didn't teach me about handling money, any of that, and I had to learn a lot. What I've been able to do is pass that on to my children. Uh, when they follow, it, it goes well. When they don't, it doesn't. They're learning it. My 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 youngest, who's really into finances, you know, he has me talk to his. He just had one of his his best friend want to put a computer on a credit card, and I explained to him, look, it's the worst way to actually spend money is a credit card. I use a charge card. I use my American Express. I charge it up, and every Thursday, I I pay it off. And the reason is um, debt on a credit card just accumulates too. You'll never pay it off if it gets out of hand. So, And there's going to be emergencies you might have that you have to put some stuff on there, but get it paid off as quick as you can is my attitude about that. All right. Thank you, Jesus. So we did honor last week, but the same things can come on this one. We're going to talk about sowing and reaping. Now you have to understand, same things work in the spirit that work in the natural. Let me explain this. If I am kind to someone they, they' should be I should get kindness back. I might not get kindness from them back, but I should get kindness some way from the Lord back to me okay um, if I if I give it will be given to me. this' is what scripture actually declares. okay But I want us to start with Galatians 6 um, because I want you to hear this scripture so we can bounce off of this on sowing and reaping on everything and it says this. Um, Verse 9. Well, let's see if we want to do verse Mm 9. Verse 6. We'll start there. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. This is the principle that Paul talks about. That if, if, in other words, as a minister, I live by the gospel. In other words, what does that mean? I live by preaching. I live by sowing. I I sow spiritually into people constantly. Because I do that, Scripture declares that they should give offerings back. That's what it's saying. Let him who has taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. That's what it says. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Now, you you might think, well, I sowed money, but I'll reap money. But sometimes, look, I learned this back in the 90s. I just stumbled onto it. That when when I had the proper relationship, like my spiritual father, um, Randy, and it wasn't me. I was giving, like I was giving. Me and my wife have been. We gave that not to toot our own hand, not to toot a horn or anything, but we gave. But this is what I actually saw in the school. I would collect the offerings. Randy would teach the offerings. I take the bucket. I go into a back room and I would get it all set up. Randy wanted it. You know, I'd put all the checks, all cash. I go, you know, all the stuff. And I would make sure everything was good in there. And I'd get, I'd, I'd put it in a little bag and I'd come back in. I'd stick it in his briefcase on the front row. So he could take it home. So he could take it to his bookkeeper the next day. So bills could get paid just the way the ministry runs. Okay. And what was really amazing about this was I started noticing something when I started doing it. Now, you know, Randy just ran, this is the way Randy wanted it, larger checks in the back and he wanted them in sequential order. That's the way he wanted it. And that's the way I did it. So the biggest check, so it was a hundred dollar check, $75 check, $50 check, $25. And it just went like that. Well, you know, I, 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 it wasn't that I was trying, but you know, you can't avoid, you're reading the check to see what it is. So you go, Oh, you know, Steve gives $50 every, every week. That's awesome. Steve gives $50 every week. But what I would what I would discover and it was so peculiar is I would discover I go wow Steve gave a hundred dollars this week a little you know a little leap in faith there for Steve right I'd walk back in and Randy was giving Steve a, a prophetic word that's and I would and I would watch this like I didn't tell Randy I would watch this and then the next week Mary might give, she always gave 10, but now she gave 15. I go, huh. And I'd walk in and Mary was getting a prophetic word from Randy. And, and this would happen week after week after week, after about 10 weeks of this, I noticed that, you know, I said something to Randy. I said, I've noticed this thing. And he goes, what? And we were, this was like a, a couple of nights later. And I didn't tell him, by the way, I didn't tell him who, it wasn't about the who, it was about him. How he worked in the spirit into our giving. So our giving actually activated something spiritually. Him who sows will reap. And so because they valued being taught the word, because they valued what was being done in the word, because of that, they then sat there and sowed into it. And when they sowed into it, God saw that level of faith and they probably didn't think it was enormous faith, but God saw it. I mean, we're talking sometimes it's just $5 more and God saw that. And what God did was he goes, oh, prophetic word. I got a promise for them. They just unlocked a promise. And I I would be stunned by this. Finally, I sat down with Randy and I explained to him what was going on. He goes, wow, I, I had no idea he didn't correlate the two. And I want you to understand, Randy didn't see the checks before he gave the word. I took the offering in the buckets. I was holding the checks. I put it in there. Randy didn't know. i walked back in. It was, it was the spirit. And now people think, well, you know, that's evil. No, it's not. It's not evil. Keeping context, what is going on here in Galatians 6, chapter 6, verse 6 through 10. He is talking about our relationship with those that teach us the word. And he says this, Let him who is taught his the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Now he go, wait, wait a minute. He sowed money. Why did he get money? Because he was sowing to the spirit. He was sowing into the word he was being taught. He was saying, God, thank you for putting me in this place to hear the word, to be taught and to be trained. And because he sowed into that, God gave him back in the spirit. Now, I also discovered that not only did God increase me in the spirit, but God increased me financially. And this was the season I went from $50,000 to $150,000, about eight years of income. And then God asked me to give it up and go into ministry full time, which I did. But I watched my finances grow. I watched God bless me. Watch watched God bless me in ministry today. I watched God bless my wife and her job. You know, in the last 10 years, Kathy's gone she's almost tripled her income. She works her butt off, but God's favor's on her. Okay? And because we give. And, and look, he loves us, but it doesn't mean we don't do what's right in the spirit and that there's not more uh, blessing. There's always increase. Say that. There's always increase. God wants me to increase in the spirit and he wants me to increase in my natural realm. Okay? Why? Well, number one, if you don't increase, inflation is going to eat you up. Number one, that's just true. Like if you don't increase, inflation's going to catch you before it's all over. And um two is because if you inc- if God can trust you with more, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean God can give you a million dollars you know you'll give 900,000 away because you only used to 100,000. So he doesn't he doesn't actually require that. But he knows that he can trust you with it. And that's part of that trust factor that we're learning from. Listen to what it says. It says, for he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. In other words, let let me me explain it this way. And I I remember just having this thought with God about this. But him who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. I have a choice. I have $10 on me. I'm sitting in a meeting. Randy would teach. I go, you know, I've already given, but man, I have this $10 boy, I could sow this here and reap in the spirit, or I could take this money and get Burger King or McDonald's on the way home and reap it in the flesh. <laughs> I could sow to the flesh or I could sow to the spirit. And folks, let me tell you, there was times it was either or. It was times where this $10 can feed me spiritually, or this $10 can feed me naturally. There was times in our life that that was the choice, That was the choice. Food for our stomach or food for our spirit. Which one were we going to sow towards? Okay. And we would always, 90% of the time choose, there was times we had to eat, but we would almost always, we just keep sowing in the spirit and say, our day's coming. Our day is coming. Our day is coming. Our day is coming with the breakthrough. And then we got the breakthrough. And I want you to have that breakthrough too. I want you to have that breakthrough. And this works. In, see, I think a lot of, one of the cultures that we've created now with YouTube and everything's free. Everything's free. But see, nothing was free when, when uh, you know, when I was a young Christian 30 years ago. Because we didn't have the internet. We didn't, you, you, you wanted a, a, the message that was just preached. You had to pay $5 minimum for a CD. I mean, for a cassette tape. Sorry, it wasn't even CDs yet. Cassette tape. There was no PDFs online you can get. You wanted the book, you read the book. You bought the book, you know. You went to a meeting, you knew there was gonna be offerings, so you sewed. This is sometimes so incredibly lost on people because we live in a culture where now we, ex- I literally had someone contact me. This, by the way, it's funny because Todd's gonna be here this weekend. But we had Todd, one of the first times Todd came um, I took all the messages from Todd, okay? I made it into a package to sell. I mean, I took the messages. I made them into uh, to CDs, bought the packs. You know, I did my whole CD, my whole ministry. You know, I went from tapes to CDs. I had all the packs. So I don't do it anymore. I have a bunch of blank CD cases. I do not do CDs at all anymore. Everything's digitally online. I don't do it. You know, it's just, it's not worth it. And, um, and all that stuff. And this one lady called me up and, and was mad. She actually posted on Facebook. I put out the, Hey, if you want these packs or this thing, she didn't show up in the meetings and she wanted to know why I wasn't giving them away for free. Well, number one, they weren't even free for me to produce. Like everything we do, like, by the way, to host all the stuff I have on my store isn't free. It cost me a lot of money for that site. But, you know, people think everything's free. It's not free. And until you've been in that place of where you're responsible for all that stuff, you don't understand what free is. Like, there's nothing free. There's nothing free. It costs, like, just, just, and this is what people don't understand. And so they think everything's free and they think everything should be done free of charge. Like, oh, you should just do it free. Well, you know, we used to say, look, you know, I go out to eat, I fly on Delta to go to a meeting. It's not free. I gotta rent a car. I'm not free. No one goes, oh, you're a minister. Let me um, we just want to give you this car free. They don't do that. Okay? And so everything has a cost. So ministry has a cost. Jesus's ministry had a cost. I love chosen because there's cost in what they do, right? So they're trying to figure out how to, you know, right now, uh, they're trying to figure out how to uh, Zebedee is converting himself into an uh, oil-making business because he wants to support the ministry, doesn't want to fish anymore. And they're going to use it for the ministry, right? Because it takes money. I I think that there is a a mentality block because watching YouTube, it's not free. If you've ever watched a commercial, it's not free. There's ads on there. That means it's not free. Someone else might be paying for that site to make money, but that site costs billions of dollars to make anyways, just to store all the stuff. You know, who knows how much storage YouTube, I would, it'd be interesting to see what the YouTube infrastructure is as far as hosting all those videos, bandwidth, all that stuff takes a lot of money, okay? So, you know, you might go, well, why don't they, why do they have ads? People go, why do they have ads? Because they got to make money to support all that. And you know what's funny is like, we'll put up with it in the, in the secular, but in the spirit, we just think everything's free, and it's not. There's a cost to everything we do in the kingdom, and if you're fed, the Bible. Says, so I, I, I took this on. By the way, this was something I already was doing. So I was already giving. I was so thankful to be in a meeting, like I, I was the kind of like I, I, I just was so thankful, um. Every guest speaker that I got to listen to, me and my wife would put money away. When I'm when I'm going to go to a conference, um, I'm going go to go. You know, I go to Bethel twice a year. I go out to Bethel. I start putting money away before I go, just so I make sure I have an offering. I would do this especially when I was poor. I didn't have a lot of money, and it would be like you know, I'm going to put away a hundred bucks over the next three months just so I have an offering to sow into that meeting. Okay. And so, and I give to a lot of people because they've sowed into my life. And so this is the kind of things that if you learn, uh, it's a blessing. I, I'm going to let you, let you in on a secret here. Now, if you want to partner with this ministry, okay, you go to Santacom, You go to this store and you click on, well, actually you just click on, uh, I think it's donate, and it'll say partner with, and you partner, and it'll give you a couple options. And you can partner with us there, okay? And pick a monthly. If you pick $25 a month, you get a lot of love back for $25 a month, okay? And so it's not like you're gonna, you know, we're gonna open up our store to you because when you sit there and say, I'm gonna partner with you financially, okay? And you say that, I'm gonna partner with you, then we have an obligation to sew back to you. So we, we, we like keeping that a two-way street. In other words, we don't want you to partner from us, with us, and us not sew back in, because this is a two-way street. If you sew financially, I need to sew my spiritual back to you. So when you partner at $25, $50, $100, $250, you're gonna get love back from us. And at, even at $10, you get some stuff, but you're going to get, and by the way, pick the grader, you know, you sew back. Now what happens is once you do that, the store opens up to you, you start getting all this tremendous love back in our products and stuff like that. Uh, you get in this school free, even though this school, I was going to charge $10 for my partners. It's a hundred dollars. I'm going to charge them 10. I didn't do it for this first one. I might do it for those just because those who pay show up. Like when you pay for something, it's amazing when you actually pay for something specific, you actually show up. You actually say, I'm going to be involved in this. But when you don't do that, you don't do that. You know, there's just this sowing and reaping that really is important in this. But this is a class. And by the way, it costs me money, it costs me time. And so people don't understand this aspect of increase. So they go to a meeting, the pastor, minister, prophet, apostle, ministers, but they give, they either give nothing or they might just throw, they have $100, they throw in a dollar. I remember being Catholic, my dad would throw in $10. You know? There's no, if it's, it, you have to treat it with value, what God's doing. If you learn to start treating being taught the word as value, as highly valuable to you, then God entrusts you with more. And this is spiritually discernible. Okay. And so there's a lot of times that the church sits there people go and they go, oh, I mean, they want me to buy the CDs. Oh, they want me. Well, number one, CDs cost money. Number two, that offsets the cost. Uh, You know, when I go to these conferences at Bethel, uh, sure, Bethel could do them free, but they just can't put them on for free. You go, how come? Well, when you're going to have other people speak, that costs money. They have a right to be paid for preaching and stuff like that. You have, you have electricity, you have, the building's got to be cleaned. You have a lot of stuff. Okay. And so I have no problem. Okay. And, uh, with that, I think sometimes we get in this mentality that for me, folks, I used to have this really nice gold bracelet. I'm going to tell you a story. Rodney had come and it was that 30 day time when Rodney first came and Man, I put money. We didn't have a lot of money. I put money in every night. Every night I made sure I sewed $5 or more. I was sewing $5 or more. Got down to like the last, the last week and I had given everything. I didn't have any money in my bank account. I had nothing. I said, Lord, I've been so blessed. I've been so full. I have to give something. I took off that gold bracelet and I threw it in the offering. It's all I had left. So Lord is all I have left I give it back I give it to you because I learned that in the spirit that when you treat God's word and his ministers with that kind of level of oh thank you for being taught the word I mean you know I I I bought so much from Bill and Chris and Todd and um, you know I monthly partner to people around the place I'll send you know, I'll send an offering. I, I so value God's people um, and, and God's you know ministers. And it doesn't mean I agree with all of them. And, and I, some of them I don't even like, I'm going to be honest with you. I just had some run-ins with some bad ones, but I still value that the God uses men and women. And, and um, so, I mean, I don't, that's not to toot my horn. I'm just, I can't do it and act like I haven't learned some things through uh, my own sowing and reaping and how God blesses us. And, you know, it just has. I know, I know that, you know, it did with Randy and Kathy and opened up. I mean, it would be amazing how, you know, I remember this one time. I'm going to tell you a story. Kathy and Randy had adopted six uh, multiracial. They would get a call from a lawyer. Hey, we have a baby here, multiracial. Nobody wants the baby. She's going to be born in like a month. Do You guys want the baby. And she would adopt them. Okay. Wonderful children. And, um, the last one, the Hadassah, Kathy, Kathy sat there and, um, announced on a Tuesday morning, Hey, we just got a call. We, we feel like it's the Lord. If you'd like to, so it's going to cost us six grand to do this, to adopt the baby. This is 19. It's gotta be like 1998, 99, 1998, somewhere in there. And I knew, I had this tax return coming back that was going to pay off my car. Literally, was going to pay off my car. I was very excited about it. It was going to pay off my car. I was like, I only had like seven payments left or whatever, but I was going to pay it off. I was going to be like, I won't have to make this payment anymore. And the Lord spoke to me and says, I want you to give $3,000 to this. I said, oh, and I didn't argue with the Lord. I said, okay, Lord. The Lord knew in my heart that paying off that car was important to me. And it did. did. I didn't go like, yes, Lord. Oh, sure, Lord. I went, okay, Lord. But part of my heart was like, man, I really wanted to pay off that car. But a baby's more important than a car, you know. And I I went up to Kathy and I said after the meeting, I said, Kathy, I said, "Me me and my wife, Kathy, both Kathy, we're going to sew 3000 I have a check coming in. This is on a Tuesday. I have a check that should be here this week. I'm going to send you a check for $3,000 just so you know you have half of it. She goes, Lou, are you sure? I said, Kathy, yes. She goes, are you sure? Kathy, do not talk me out of the voice of the Lord. Do not do that. I said, yes, I'm going to send you a check. So sure enough, two days later, check came in. I sent it to her. She said, oh my God, Lou, thank you because we're we're still trying to get that other $3,000. They eventually got it. And, um, when you have, when you've got seven kids now, I was gonna be the seventh kid. It takes a lot to run a house. You know what I mean? And, um, number one, it takes a house. I mean, you need a bigger house. You can't have my size house wouldn't fit seven kids. And, um, so it was, it was, it was one of the, one of those special moments with the Lord. I was like, I, I, I was, I was, I was joyful that the Lord would use me that way. I was really joyful that he could trust me in that way, but I really want to pay off that car. You know what I mean? But I was like, okay, so we only got like seven payments or whatever. We'll, we'll make them. <clears throat> well, we had this refrigerator now that now the refrigerator is going on the fritz. You know what I mean? And now that's doing that. And then a week after that, we got a check we weren't expecting and the lord says after your tithe pay off the car and get your wife a new refrigerator and sure enough the tithe there was there was even money left over after paying off the car after getting my wife a new refrigerator and the tithe all that there was money left over that's how faithful god is but that wasn't just it see i believe that was one of the places that I believe in giving financially. I believe when you sow your earthly thing into the spirit, when you sow to the spirit. in other words, I used my money for, this, for the things of God, that it opened up to me favor with God. Now you might say no, I, I don't believe it. You cannot sow in the spirit and not reap. you cannot give the, the, you know for us to tie that meant cutting off our cable when we first got saved. And that cutting off, you know, we had bills. And so we only have so much money and all of a sudden you're going to give 10% away. It's like, oh, so we cut stuff off. We, we got rid of cable for a long time. Matter of fact, we got rid of it for almost three and a half years until we moved into this house. We just got rid of it. There was none else we could do because that was, that was just literally, you know, all that we could do to, um, to survive. It was all we could do to survive. We were, you know, but we had to tithe, right? We we want to make sure we were tithing. I believe it was those things that, um, see, people discount giving. They don't understand the spiritual force behind money in the sense of if you're faithful with it for God's purposes, then God, number one, can trust you more because it's less likely to destroy you when you think that, I'm using this money for God. When when that's your heart, it's really less likely that money's going to destroy you. Okay. If your heart is, I don't, you know, it's my money, my money, my I can do whatever I want. In that moment is more likely you'll get destroyed by wealth le- than the other way. Okay. So it's really important that you That you understand sowing and reaping, the tithe. And I've taught on this 800 times, but, and I'm not teaching on tithing and all the different aspects of giving today. I just want to tell you sowing and reaping. Let me give you another scripture. Turn to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 7 and 8. And it says this With goodwill, doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is slave or free. That's where when you do kindness, when you're just kind for someone, it somehow God makes that kindness come back to you. He, you it, it, listen to me. It is impossible to sow and not reap from God good or bad, it is impossible to sow and not reap. God will not be mocked by those who saying sowing and reaping doesn't work. Okay. It's a principle that starts in Genesis and it works all the way through. Sowing and reaping is one of the laws of increase. Learn how to do it now and watch the Lord begin to trust you and bring increase into your life. Well, spiritually financially, and the wealth in your relationships as you move forward. I pray that you will grab onto this one in Jesus' name. You be blessed. I love you, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.